What is perspective? How is it impacting our everyday lives? Christina here with Nina's Journey. Each week, we're going to hang out and walk through a topic that's going to light our soul on fire. Together, we're going to unpack past experiences, talk through feelings, and so much more. Together on this podcast, we will learn to love, live, and grow. Because I believe when we learn to love openly, we will begin to live with vulnerability. And ultimately, that is when we grow. Welcome, friends. Here we are, episode nine, announcing our giveaway winner, Tonette May. Congratulations. You shared on social media that episode seven on fear was your favorite. And I'm super excited to have you following and listening Nina's journey. I will be sure to get the Start Today journal out to you later this week. I'll get that in the mail. Other fun announcements. Season one will actually be coming to a close. The last episode will be next week. I believe that is December 27th. Yep. So that will be the last episode of season one. I do have the survey for season two in the show notes. I'm starting to gather the ideas and getting a framework for season two, but still looking for insights. So if you've got any questions or ideas, go ahead and grab that link in the show notes. I would be super excited to hear from you. That being said, Nina's Journey is going to kick off season two right away on January 3rd. I'm super excited for 2021. I'm looking forward to taking all that we've talked about and learned in 2020 and building an even better and brighter future in the upcoming year. So today, we're going to talk about perspective, what it is, how it's impacting our everyday lives, how we can use it to learn and grow and to create the change that we would like to see that aligns with our vision of our better, ver- the better version of ourselves. Before we dig in, let's hear from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard, and right now, it feels even harder. No one should ever feel alone during a time of hardship. That's why I have partnered with BetterHelp to bring you tangible tools and resources to help you work through your own journey. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They know a good match is the secret to your success in therapy. So if you need a rematch, you can. It's easy and free. This is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not always be locally available in many areas. This gives you access to expertise outside of your local community. The service is available for folks worldwide. Service is quick and seamless. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. 
Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you can fit this in around your own schedule, anytime, anywhere. Also, it is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp and I want you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nina's Journey. That's Better H-E-L-P, and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And right now, there's a special offer for the listeners of Nina's Journey. You'll get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Nina's Journey. That's betterhelp.com slash N-I-N-A-S-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. Perspective. That's what we're going to dig in, define, and dissect today. What is it? How does it impact us? How is it developed? I want to walk through definitions, bring context to it, and then I have a tool, uh, an exercise that we can walk through to better understand how we can create change or adapt our perspective. The key is, is understanding that we are actually in control of our thoughts and how our thoughts have that downstream trickle into our feelings and emotions, which ultimately impact our actions, creating our results. So first, let's talk about the definition of perspective. By definition, using my favorite tool, Google, perspective is the art of drawing solid objects on a two-dimensional surface so as to give the right impression of their height, width, depth, and position in relation to each other when viewed from a particular point. Secondly, it is a particular attitude or way of regarding something, a point of view. While we hang out here today, we're talking in this space of personal development. So essentially, we're looking at perspective as a way of how you look at something or a situation. And this literally can be anything, any situation. Let's use some examples. How you feel about something like Christmas. Is it giving you positive feelings or negative feelings? Why do you feel that way? How about love or relationship? Are you or do you lean on trust quickly or keep it at arm's length? Why is that? Do you know why you feel that way? Are you afraid of heights? Why do you feel that way? It really doesn't matter what it is. In every single situation, the way we feel about these things is based on the way that we see these situations. And how we see them is really based on a collection of past experiences. Here is where I'll start to lay the foundation and I want to say we do not, and I repeat, we do not make conscious decisions about what to feel. As we step into the content and dig deeper, I want to take a moment here and say I will talk about things like the brain versus the mind. And when I talk about the brain, it really is kind of that functional, how it works, what it does. And when I talk about the mind, I'm really talking about the space of like where our thoughts and feelings, beliefs, attitudes, imagination, inspiration, even things like judgment, memory, reasoning, thinking conscientiousness. That is what I mean when I'm referring to the mind. Our brains are literally like computers and our subconscious is where we harbor and process thoughts. 
The data is brought in from our past experiences and even taught by our upbringing, society, and other external exposures. The unconscious mind is literally driving the bus of our lives and our relationships, but I have more on that in a minute. As we walk through this today, I'm going to use that first example that I had on Christmas, and I'm going to use this because Right now is Christmas. It's a holiday time. And that really has a mixed bag for people. It's the easiest concept for me to apply right now as it comes to perspective and why. It also is an area that I'm aware that I need to sit and apply this with. So I'm going to do that with you right now. I will be honest. Christmas is hard for me. It has not been a positive experience for me over the years. I'm aware of this. It stems from this conditioned notion of the holidays being so commercialized and over-materialized. I have spent time reflecting on this and sorting it out. And for me, it really starts back in my childhood. It's attached to this pit in my stomach because all I ever wanted was a close family. See, I thrive on experience and quality time. I am a deep soul with Love being what sets my soul on fire. What that looks like for me in this space of family is closeness all year long, coming together and enjoying company at the holiday time, even more with cards and conversation, pictures and memories. I truly become adverse to wrapping paper and the stuff of Christmas. I will open up and be vulnerable here with you. My experience as a kid was this memory of longing for my dad's love and acceptance throughout the entire year. Then, when it came to Christmas, it was what felt like a buyback of my love, not pointing fingers or blaming my dad. He really did the best that he could at that time with what he knew how to do, as any of us do, which includes our own perspectives from our own stories. I truly believe that my dad loved us. The kind of love was different. And I recall watching my family, my extended family model this. And so while I understand where the gift giving comes from, and this perspective of that reaching in and representing love, it, it, it's just, it's not the same for me. It didn't match on what I was looking for or needing. And so when there was upset, things would come back to all the stuff at Christmas. And I just, I didn't want stuff. I wanted a different type of relationship with my dad and even my entire family. I wanted vulnerability. I longed to just feel accepted. Fast forward to Christmas as a parent. I am more of a giver throughout the year. I take time to be present and intentionally recognize gains and accomplishments of my kids throughout the year. I've tried to create magic at Christmas and do this in a humbling way. I have tried to keep the commercialized or material aspect at bay. I want my children to understand the basic concepts of humanity and love and closeness and the value in that. Not so much what was wrapped under the tree and were there a fair number of presents and mine was bigger than yours. I wanted something more for my kids. I wanted what I wanted as a kid. My daughter absolutely loves Christmas. The twins, they ask for very lavish things. So some days I feel like I did a decent job 
And then I still have this pit in my stomach about Christmas. And it's not something that I'm aware of right away. It starts to bubble and surface. And then it's when I see my behavior, I'm like, oh, yes, those deep-seated feelings and perspectives about Christmas. That's when I bring it to my consciousness. And that's when I really try to keep this stuff below the surface. This year has been particularly difficult for me to do that. And I'm trying. Why I share this and why it's important is because we can change our perspective. We can understand the why and it also allows us to empathize with others and sometimes people haven't spent that time to understand their own perspective and our perspectives are neither right nor wrong. If we go into that with a mutual understanding, it's just, it's kindness at its best. So that's why as I worked on this content, it seemed fitting for me to use this as an exercise of my own advice. While I don't consciously think about my memories year over year, I do actually practice questioning or trying to figure out why I might behave some way, and that's really where all this comes together. So I start to see trees getting set up for sale, tinsel is just stringing the streets, holiday music fills the air, and now, even 20-some years later, I get this sad feeling inside and that starts to shift to resentment and the negativity starts to show up without me even thinking about it. Literally, nothing happens to me. No one asks me what I want, no request of a tree. I just see the season shifting and these feelings invoke. That, my friends, is my perspective surfacing and that is an unconscious process. Our perspectives fuel our beliefs. Our beliefs our, our inner truths, which for me has been, I am not worthy of unmaterial love, a soft love, a security or extended protection that recognized my tears as a means of deep care or appreciation, but instead misinterpreted by this concept of manipulation or trying to get what I want. I'm aware of what I need, and it took a long time for me to understand that and stuff is not what trips my trigger. Meaning and symbolization are what does it for me. Why is all of this important, you ask? Because understanding perspective helps us push past fear. Remember when we talked about that in episode 7? It also helps us grow and foster our relationships in a healthier way. May that be with ourselves, or our partners, our children, our parents, siblings, our friends, or anyone that we literally hang out with or interact with. And that's why I include it here in season one, and I use it as a way to help lay the foundation to embarking on a journey. Whether that's an overall journey, or a health journey, or a career journey, or a family journey, I truly feel that this is a basic concept to one's true success. So back to conscious and unconscious minds and how to manage it. Remember, the goal of this podcast is to bring a light and help educate and coach. It's also here to give you tools, and I have a really good one in store for today. But first, we really need to define some things. Conscious mind versus unconscious mind. The conscious mind is the part of the mind where there are facts, or feelings of which we are fully aware of. 
This is the part of the mind where change takes place. The unconscious mind is inaccessible to the conscious mind. It houses all of our deeply held beliefs and assumptions that consistently play in the background of our minds. This is where our feelings and emotions reside, such as fear, sadness, hesitation, anger, desire, love, longing, and joy, for example. Here is where I insert the concept of programming. Our brains, again, function much like computers, and computers are wired for efficiency. The background programming is what makes things happen without thinking. Thus, the unconscious mind is driving the bus to our lives and our relationships, just as I had said earlier. How do things become efficient? It's by repetition, and then that becomes part of our perspective and our auto-generation of thoughts. Ultimately, then that's what is driving our emotions. This repetition brings us to our beliefs, and these are the same thoughts that happen over and over and over again. Our brain then files them into the unconscious mind as a belief. And our beliefs are what essentially become the programming that is running in the background for us. Did you know, though, that you are actually in control of this programming? Really, you do have control. Do you want to know how? It's by questioning the unconsciousness. It's by bringing it forward and asking yourself, is this serving me in a way that I want it to? This is where I have talked about choice. This is what gives you power in your life. Now that we know all of this, perspective is built in the background for us, especially if we are not bringing it forward. We get to decide if we keep the programming or not, and we do that by bringing it forward. So cool, right? How does this help us? First, I will tell you that you need to know that no two people will ever have the exact same experience or interpretation of experiences the same way. This could be us and someone else, or it could even be version 1 of us and version 2.0 of us. We cannot truly understand the perspective of another, but we can empathize because we all know that we have the same processing, which is that if we are not aware, our experiences and our perspectives and our thoughts go on repeat, they become beliefs, and that programming is really running in the background for us. Here's where it starts to get really fun. And by fun, I mean it's complicated. Well, not really complicated. I suppose it's simple when you sit and think about it. But if you don't think about it, then it gets complicated. And that is because we cannot fully understand the perspectives of another. So in a situation, one side can be suffering in the situation and the other is not at all. And that really is because of their viewpoint or the perspective of the situation. I'm going to use this in the idea of a previous version of myself versus the 2.0 version of myself. See, my past self suffers with Christmas and it's due to that perspective and experience. While the 2.0 version or the future version of myself is begging me to see a different side or approach this in a different way and disrupt those thoughts and feelings. This year, my old self is strictly just, it's rearing hardcore. I'm consciously bringing this forward because I'm feeling the feelings of my unconsciousness and it's not serving me well. So I am trying to disrupt that and think about this in a different way. Over my journey of personal development, I have actually been trialing and erroring something 
it wasn't until recently until I found this framework of this tool and it really brought to context and validated all the things that I had been randomly trying to do. And now it's super exciting because I can give this to you as a tool. And it is The Model by Brooke Castillo. And the gist of it is how we respond to circumstances. And I want you to go through this and use it in a way to interrupt your patterns as well as better understand and question your perspectives. By doing this, you can enhance and rewrite your background programming. It's something that I have continually been working on, and I'm super excited to share it with you. The model has five parts, and the gist of it is this. You have a circumstance, which is a neutral fact. Then you have a thought or a belief about that circumstance, which invokes a feeling because of the thought, And your response to that feeling is an action, reaction, or a non-action, and ultimately that creates the results, and results are there to prove your thoughts. So let's break this down a bit further. Circumstances. They are merely conditions. It includes things that we want or things that we do not want, but they are just factual. There's no positive or negative meaning behind them. Think of it as something that can be proven in the court of law. My bedroom wall is maroon. I'm 160 pounds. Christmas traditions include gift exchanges. Circumstances only become positive or negative once we have a thought about them. Maroon is dark and it feels closed off. Christmas gifts represent material things. This is where thoughts are truly personal opinions due to our perspectives, which again are created through our experiences of the circumstance. These aren't actual facts. Because beliefs are repeated thoughts that become ingrained, we often get to the point where we believe our thoughts are actually facts or irrefutable truths. Here's where I say that we really need to be taught to question our thoughts. And that's really what I'm bringing here for you today. Let's use the simple example of the color of my room. I see maroon on the walls and it is dark, it feels closed off, and it has this very negative feeling. A friend of mine saw my room and sees maroon and says it's dark and dark helps with sleep and getting good sleep is important, not to mention they also worked third shift. So when they saw dark, it gave them a warm and positive feeling. Neither is right or wrong. They are just different thoughts or different perspectives about the circumstance. So circumstances are neutral. Thoughts are what make them positive or negative, and thoughts are not an automatic truth, but an opinion of a personal perspective. Awesome, right? Okay, let's move on. This brings us to feelings or emotions. And again, those are because of the thoughts. So our thoughts are creating the emotion in each one of us. I'm going to demonstrate this for you with a really quick and simple exercise. So close your eyes. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. We're going to use a simple scenario of a wellness goal. Picture this. What is the worst possible scenario if you do not ever address the problems you are experiencing? Describe it to yourself in your head or get out a piece of paper. I'm going to give you a few seconds and then I'll walk through this with you. Okay, that description could look like something, if my cholesterol keeps going up and I don't work out and my joints get stiff and my 
body keeps to deteriorate, I have a heart attack, and I'm not able to see my child get married or my grandchildren graduate high school. What is the emotion that you feel when you think those thoughts? One word. For me, despair. Now let's take a few deep breaths. Just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. When you go through that, you're harboring some negative energy within the body. And the best way and quickest way for you to release that is to breathe deeply. Now, let's think about it differently. What if everything you ever wanted to feel and experience in your body was not only possible, but probable? What does that look like? Describe it. I'm going to give you a few seconds, write it all down, and then I'll walk through this with you. Is that this vision of feeling absolutely amazing in the dress or the tux as you watch your child walk down the aisle in looking at pictures, in chasing your grandkids, in climbing and hiking without struggle. You're not taking any medication for your cholesterol. You ran a half marathon without stopping. All of the things that your body is capable of doing. Now imagine all of your dreams and your desires for your body have come true. What is that one emotion that you feel? For me, it's excitement or empowerment. Did you see how this one simple exercise shows you that clearly the feelings you're having and even those physical sensations that you felt were completely different and the only thing that you did was change the thought? Again, I say thoughts create emotions and what we're feeling drives our actions. And here is where the rubber meets the road. When we want to change the result we start to attempt to control actions, like controlling what we eat or drink, etc. for that wellness goal. But action is driven from emotion. Action is taken from desire within, and the lack of action is done from a place of confusion. So here is how to practice this and how to get started. Pay attention to your thoughts. And how do you pick the thoughts to pay attention to? If the thoughts do not pass, these two tests. One, does it feel good when I think that thought? Or two, am I getting the results I desire? If the answer to either of those is no, it really is time to dig deeper and bring to the conscious mind what those thoughts are so that you can change those thoughts. Change the thought. It changes the perspective, which changes the emotions that directly drive the actions that lead to our results. You got this. Sit with your thoughts. Remind yourself that you have choice. And changing the thought changes the future and the trajectory of your journey. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Nina's Journey, learning to love, live, and grow. If you liked today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. I will leave you with this from Joel Osteen. Your job is not to judge. Your job is not to figure out if someone deserves something. 
Your job is to lift the fallen, to restore the broken, and to heal the hurting. And that's what we do here on Nina's Journey.